Hi, um, it's good to be here. Uh, this meeting uh, in, a, in a pretty short time, a couple of weeks, has become my home. I felt at home here uh, the first time I called in. And um, I am grateful to be here and grateful to get to know all of you each, uh, each time I come to a meeting. Uh, my name is Tori. I am a compulsive eater. Um, uh, I guess to qualify, um, I have uh, been a compulsive eater all my life <laughs> and uh, recently come into recovery. I say recently, that's um, about mm, June of 2022, so 18 or 19 months ago. And um, I did receive my abstinence on, uh, as a gift from God on that, uh, first day, actually, um, I started in a how program, uh, OA is new to me as a program, but, uh, within the last few weeks, but, um, but my food recovery started about 18 or 19 months ago, um, maintaining a 75 pound weight loss and, uh, guess that's that's my qualification as a compulsive eater um i i know that you know listening to all of us share you know every time we come to a meeting um which i i just i appreciate so much you know hearing experience strength and hope and even you know even when some of us are going through difficult times it's so important i i feel to be able to um share what's going on with us. I know that for me, my recovery cannot continue without the support of the fellowship. It is true that um, none of us can recover alone. Uh, this is, as they say, a disease of more. And I've found that one of the main, uh, the main supports in coming out of the disease of more food is to seek uh, more in healthy ways, ways that support my recovery, that support my serenity and peace of mind. And so more fellowship, um, you know, making time for meetings in my life. Um, you know, these are these are important ways that that I can use my disease, my my desire for more in a way that supports me instead of the, instead of that tears me down. Um, I to go back to the earlier days, I didn't really know, I didn't realize that I had a problem with food until I was in my mid twenties. And that's when I started gaining weight. But once, uh, I became familiar with what over, you know, what overeating is and what compulsive food behaviors look like, I realized that I had had <clears throat> some of those, even as a kid. Um, uh, I remember sometimes of, of, you know, going down to the, to the local store and, um, buying sweets and, um, hiding them under my bed. And, uh, I, I didn't want to eat them right away. I just wanted to kind of savor them. And, um, 
I, I think the time that I remember most vividly is the time that my mother found my little stash of sweets. And um, I don't remember that I received a punishment, but it just, I was, um, I just realized, I realized that I had done, that in her eyes, I had done something wrong to hide sweets. You know, she had always uh, been very um, uh, controlling about what, uh, what I ate. Uh, I'm the oldest of three kids and, um, you know, no, really, really put a, a lid on, on the sweets. Um, but I do remember seeing it may, and it made a big impression on me that whenever she was serving food, that she would, you know, kind of eat some of the food over in the kitchen before she brought it to the table. And, and I think that's, that's, it's funny that I would remember that, but you know, it's one of those things of just kind of like eating food before I um, would sit down. And um, I was, the household that I was raised in, we had a, uh, we were in a, a very, a, a fundamentalist religion and it was a tough, it was a tough way to grow up. You know, I, I wasn't allowed to, uh, go to birthday parties. We didn't have holiday celebrations such as Christmas or Easter or, you know, what, what were, you know, mostly, you know, considered normal activities and, and being excluded from that was just one more way that I felt really different from, from everybody else. I always felt, um, too tall, too big. And, um, like I just wanted to hide, uh, and, and and looking back, I realized that uh, I always depended on food for that. It was the thing that I could control. You know, I could really focus on the, the food itself and I didn't have to, um, you know, pay attention to, to what else was going on. Um, once I realized that my weight was going up and that was in my mid twenties. Then I started, um, actually, uh, my mom put me on my first diet. It was, uh, high protein, uh, eat all you want, high protein diet or something like that. It had a name. I, I've forgotten what it was, but, um, and at the time, you know, looking back just objectively, my height and weight, I was absolutely at a normal weight and I was um, 16 when this happened. And, um, but, uh, you know, I don't know, there was some reason that she put me on this diet. And, you know, I remember eating all the, all the protein I could get my hands on because suddenly food was free. You know, it really, it was this kind of weird thing. And, you know, I did end up losing four pounds or something. And, um, just got, you know, so much praise for that. And, and I, I don't blame uh, my mom for that. I, I would just say that um, it was what she knew to help, you know, make sure that I didn't gain weight, I, I think is how she looked at it, that I knew how to diet. And I, you know, and I knew how to uh, manage my food if, you know, when I needed to. Um, but I, I do remember that as soon as I, um, 
uh, started being responsible for my own food, I started eating a lot of food. Um, in fact, um, I, my home situation was um, abusive. Um, not only my close family, but my uh, both of my grandparents and uh, one uncle. Um, uh, although these memories that I weren't didn't really surface for me until I was in my mid thirties. Um, so you know, but when I left home, I started. Um, I, to get married, actually, at 16, as soon as I finished my diet. <laughs> um, and uh, it was it was really embarrassing. I was still in high school. It was really embarrassing. But, you know, I, I didn't have the the conscious awareness of what had been happening in, in my home. But uh, I did know that I needed to get out of the house. And so I did by getting married. And it was, you know, still in high school. It was it was really embarrassing in just one more way that I felt um, cut off from regular people and not the same and different and too big and too this and not enough that. Um, so, you know, I guess I've spent. Um, the, I'm almost 70. I'm 68 right now. So it's been a long time. This journey of food recovery. Um, you know, I've done the bariatric surgery, the early ones, which they later realized did not work. Um, but I had that surgery and it was, it was tough. Um, uh, I noticed that the big change for me, I started seeking recovery in a big way when my daughter was born in, in my mid thirties. And, um, you know, I just felt all this pressure. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to do to her what was done to me. And at the time I didn't realize what that was. And so I started going to therapy and um, she sent me actually to OA. And I remember thinking, oh my God. And, and actually I went back to her. I said, well, you know, I don't understand this program. What is it? It's, it, do you have anything else? You know, I, I just wanted a food plan and um, I didn't understand the significance of of the spiritual approach. And I didn't realize that that's what was missing was my connection, not only to myself, but to my higher power. So, you know, kind of fast forward. Um, I spent a little time in OA, um, had a sponsor, lost some weight, but I was really white knuckling it the whole time. And um, it was, it was a rough experience. And um, so I, di I didn't stick there long. And um I wanted to try other things. You know, I knew by that time that um, I had really been interested in my my whole life. And, and even though I had, I had kind of a really ambivalent, kind of a love-hate relationship with God, um, I was very angry with God, you know, for giving me this disease, for being so mean to make this horrible religion that I had to be in. And, um, and yet I felt like if I could get to, if I could, find a connection to God that somehow that would save me. And so, you know, I spent a lot of my life, um, you know, pursuing spiritual path um, in, in ways that I could. And I, and I think that the turning point for me happened when I um, realized, and, and this is, you know, this, my own search for recovery lasted until honestly, until I was like, 67 years old. So 30 years, a long time. And I won't say I didn't make, you know, make some gains. I did. I therapy and, you know, I 
did trauma release work and, you know, a lot of good things happened, but still um, the food problem remained no matter what I did. Um, I was always the one that turned to food and um, I couldn't uh, control that. So I went to, um, I got to the point where I had once again lost um, about 50 to 75 pounds and I thought, okay, this is great. And and this was about four, four or five years ago. And I I was I lost it, you know, in crazy ways of starving myself. And um, and you know, uh, uh, in fact, I I didn't eat anything, only water for like 30 days. And that was just one of the things that I did. And it was just this crazy all or nothing approach. And um so the, um, uh, lost my thought. Yeah. So I had lost all this weight and then, but bit by bit, I'd started to, to gain it back. And I thought, you know, I have done this too many times. I know what's going to happen if I don't get some kind of help that, you know, I'll gain back all I've lost and, and I'll even more. So, um, as I say, I, 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 join this a uh, how program you know which is very structured tells you exactly what to do what you know what to eat what you know how to how to conduct your days practically and um i was able to you know i did become abstinent on the first day and um you know it's it's been such a wonderful time uh once that i gained access to um the fellowship the friendship I had always had a difficult time making friends in what I'd call the regular world because I just felt too different. You know, people in uh, in the regular world don't understand food as a as a problem. You know, that's something that you can use. I mean, yeah, they understand comfort food, but they don't understand using it so much to where you gain dozens of pounds or, you know, uh, who knows we, we all use food to excess. And, um, so I just never felt like I could share my authentic self, but once I came into recovery, um, I knew that even if I didn't know each person individually, that any one of, any one of the people that I would find in recovery that I could share my story with or hear their story and they would know exactly what I was talking about. And I would know exactly what they were talking about. There's kind of a shorthand that we all understand of what it means to be um, controlled by the obsession for food. And, um, you know, all of us are here because we want to be free of this uh, compulsion. Um, long ago, the the joy of eating had left me um and all that was left was the pain you know as i was eating i couldn't separate the pain of what i was doing to my body uh my you know my scale was going up i couldn't separate that enough from the 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 experience of eating to have to let it really have any effect anymore and yet i still couldn't stop so coming into the fellowship, um, having the support and uh, reaching out, I found that the telephone, it, though it's a tough tool to use, is a good one for me um, because it's a way that I can get to know um, 
people individually and that if something is going on with me that I have someone to reach out to, it is so important to have another human being to talk to. Um, I would say the other most important tool that I use is meditation. Um, over my time in food recovery, I've learned that uh, time spent with my higher power is the most valuable time I can spend in my day. And um, I I spend some time every day. It's not the same time every day, but sometimes it's, I mean, it's often several times a day, even if it's just a kind of a, a conversation in my mind with higher power, um, who I call God, um, you know, while things are happening. And I found that the best approach for me is um, if I notice that I'm having kind of a, an, an overwhelming emotion or something's going on, or I'm feeling regret about the past, you know, anytime my emotions are in turmoil a bit, I'll just say, thank you, God, for relieving me of my difficulty. Um, lately, I've begun to pray, you know, as I realize how still critical and judgmental I am, just, just, you know, without even thinking, boom, you know, this criticism or judgment pops into my head. So, you know, Lord, please save this person from my judgment. You know, this these people are innocent. <laughs> I, I see the world as I am, not as they are. I don't really don't even know if um, they're um, having, you know, what they're actually doing. All I know is that my view of them is colored by my own emotional state. And so I feel that's really important that I not let that uh, burden of judgment um, fall on, on that other person, because I, I do know that, you know, we're all connected are in our, um, underlying as humans, we're all connected and what we think and do does affect the rest of the world. It's not easy to see sometimes, but, but I just have come to know that that's true. And I feel that it's important to, um, do my best to, bring the world into a place that's warm and welcoming for everybody, um, you know, where everyone feels heard and everyone, you know, has uh, that feeling of belonging. And I know that it's not in my direct power or control to let that happen, but um, I do, I do feel it's important. The longer I'm in recovery, the more I realize that, um, we're all in this together. You and I, we all have this connection of, of food, nuttiness, you know, compulsivity, whatever you want to call it. And um, this is something we can share, but everybody has something. Everybody has something that they're um, struggling with, uh, whether it's in past or their fear of the future. Um, so I feel that it's, you know, just being available to help others as I can, if I can, and even just, you know, the presence of someone I, I, uh, to be supportive in a way that may not even involve words, but saying a prayer for somebody, um, I've begun to recognize the power of prayer. So I see that, um, my time is, uh, about up here. Um, I would just want to say that uh, thank you all for being here. And, you know, I, I could not be more appreciative of 
of the support of you, of each of you seeing you, whether you show your video or not, doesn't matter. It's just that I know that you're here and we're all hearing the same message and we all care enough to show up. And um, that means the world. And uh, I could not be in recovery without you. So with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much.